This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So today we are joined by Dr. Benji Dillon, who is the owner and founder of Define Clinic, and Define Clinic specializes in aesthetics, and it focuses on non-invasive methods. And uh, Benji is one of the UK's leading facial aesthetics practitioners, and he runs training courses in the UK and internationally for other doctors and is published in a number of renowned journals, aren't you? Thank you, I hope so, that's true. (laughs) Well, it's on your website, so (laughs) let's hope it's true. (laughs) So can you tell me a little bit about how you got into aesthetics, where you trained, how you trained, um, just a little bit about you? Yeah, of course. I mean, aesthetics is this industry now that's kind of, uh, it's absolutely humongous. And there are so many new clinics and new practitioners, inverted commas, popping up everywhere. My journey was a bit of a convoluted journey. So... I mean, I grew up in Brighton, um, went to school down on the coast, and then went to medical school at Guy's um, Hospital. And it was really from my first week of medical school where I knew I wanted to do um, surgery. And it was only with time that I started sort of developing a passion for plastic surgery. Now, to most people, plastic surgery is, you know, all the aesthetics and all the stuff you see on TV, but actually... Probably the biggest part of plastic surgery, particularly in the NHS, is all about reconstruction. So it's reconstruction for women after breast cancer, so reconstructing yeah. breasts, facial reconstruction, hand reconstruction. It's really, um, it's life-changing surgery and it's very detailed orientated. So I knew I wanted to go into that. And I started, you know, became a junior doctor. I graduated, became a junior doctor. Yeah, to and wear the scrubs. I got to, yeah, I got to yeah. wear scrubs, yeah, yeah, which were worn by many people. There's no new scrubs there. <laughs> and, you know, as a junior doctor, you, life is great, right? You, you graduate after six years of medical school and you've got these massive plans ahead of you. And it was very soon after um, you realise how hard you're working and how little you actually earn. There's a big misconception yeah. that doctors earn a lot of money. And I'll tell you what, they don't earn as much as they should do, given no. how much they work. Um, and then over a number of years, I slowly became disillusioned with the NHS. I started my plastic surgery training and I got to a point where I felt like I needed to do something else. So after about four years of being a doctor, I wanted to explore something else in the world. I didn't, I come from a family of entrepreneurs and, um, yeah. and business people. And I thought there's something else, you know, it can't just be about medicine. And by pure luck, I ended up going to the pharmaceutical world. Yeah. Um, so pharmaceutical medicine and working for Allegan, the company that makes Botox. They invented Fabulous they Botox. company. I know, I know right? <laughs> they're, they're the favorites of a lot yeah. of people around yeah. the world. And I was responsible as their medical director, looking after the studies on Botox, on mm-hmm. fillers. They made breast implants at the time. And that's when I really started to get exposed to the world of aesthetics, as yep. we know now. And, you know, I used to watch people when I, I was responsible putting on medical education. So this is the company Allegan putting on educational events to teach other doctors how yeah. to use their products, which is, you know, a responsible thing to do. And I remember watching them and I had a bit of a, a, a kind of epiphany. I think, you know, I can do that. 
Yeah. Know, it, it doesn't seem that hard. That's what most people think to begin with. I can do that. And I started doing it in my own time. Um, I rented a, a room at the back of a hair salon. I did it after hours after, you know, I finished my corporate job. Yeah. And do it on the weekend, started treating family and friends and, you know, realized it wasn't as easy as I thought it was. Yeah. And just, it grew from there. And really before long, I realized I wanted to do it full time. And it's, it kind of was the beginning of my aesthetics journey. So you started off as one of the uh, reps that comes in and, you know, sells the product to the doctors? No, not quite. I, I had a bit of a different role. So mm. the, the rep, the sales reps, as most yeah. people know, they come in and they sell the products yeah. to doctors, etc. I was, um, I was, I sat in an office and I dealt with the non-promotional side, the non-sales yeah. side. So as a medical director, your responsibilities are interpreting the data of yeah. the studies and, you know, making it the right data, uh, as in communicating the right messages to the marketing and sales people. Yeah. So they rely on doctors to do that. I was also almost like a peer that doctors could speak to. So rather than speak to a salesperson going, I want to use this product in a different way. Yeah, they need to know that you've got to, the medical background exactly. for it. Exactly. They yeah. came to me and my team, and I had people working in the countries mm. or around Europe on my behalf. Yeah. What made, did you then go into a practice, or did you decide you wanted to work for yourself? So, you know, after probably a couple of years of work, you know, treating friends and family and the word kind of spreading from there and, you know, me slowly getting better at what I was doing, which was important. I realized I, you know, I really enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it for a few reasons. I liked the fact that I was working for myself. Yeah. Um, You know, I I just, my personality, I don't think was ever lent to being employed. Not that there's anything (laughs) wrong with that. It's just maybe the background and family environment I grew up in. Yeah. I like that flexibility. I like the, also um, the treatments and what I could do with it. One of the things that really appealed to me was um, that, you know, the sky was the limit. As much, I got out as much as I could in. Yeah. So as many hours as I wanted to work, I got out. And, you know, the other way around, if I didn't want to work, I was able to have time off. You see that holiday and you're like, I'll do an extra shift over the weekend. Pretty much, exactly, yeah. yeah. I need that car. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can do this. I want to go shopping. Give yourself some goals. (laughs) Exactly. And that appealed to me. And soon after I realized I... I had to get better. So I actually didn't go straight into opening my own practice. I, I joined a very world, you know, well-renowned, world-respected um, leader in the field in London. Yeah. Um, and, you know, started working alongside him. I learned from him, you know, an incredible amount. Yeah. And it's where I'd like to say I kind of, with his help, um, I perfected my craft or, you know, tried to perfect. We can always get better. Yeah. And it was only at a point when I was with him that, you know, for a couple of reasons, I, I was living out in Beaconsfield, where we are mm-hmm. now. I didn't want to go keep going into London because it was on Harley Street. And I wanted to do something in my own image. Yeah. And it was at that point that I kind of decided to take the leap and you know open something of my own. Yeah, and the clinic is beautiful, but I understand it's taken a little bit of work to yeah. get it to how you want it. Yeah. So what's gone well for you and what's gone not so well for you? <laughs> Um, lots of, uh, you know, lots of both. I think, you know, you have these ambitions when you start your own business that everything's plain sailing and, yeah. you know, the naivety was a big part of that. Yeah. I jumped in head first. Um, what went well, I think, you know, bringing the vision to life, you know, and here we wanted mm-hmm. to bring aesthetic medicine non-invasively together with dentistry, which yeah. we've kind of got to. Um, I think the second thing was, um, trying to put it in a facility that, People felt like they weren't compromising. I, yeah. I, you know, I wanted people walking into this clinic and feel like they are in central London. 
and just because you're not in London doesn't mean you can't get the best. Yeah, it's very relaxing as you come in. Yeah, it's, that's... it's a nice place to go and sit and wait. You don't feel uneasy. You feel like it's professional. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to create just a really clinical, yeah, you know, stark environment. I wanted it to feel like a doctor's surgery. Yeah, you don't I want it to feel, feel like that. Homely. Yeah. So I think those kind of things have gone well, and you know we've grown, um, and you know we've got a bigger team than we did two and a half, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know what's gone. Um, I wouldn't say there's stuff that's gone wrong. No. I think there's stuff I can learn from. What's been difficult. What I can learn from. Yeah. Um, I think what I can learn from is um, I'm guilty of just wanting to do things yesterday. Yeah. And being a bit frustrated. You may have experienced that sometimes. Um, I think we're all like that now. We see something and we want it straight away. We're not really, we're not willing to wait because we see, oh, someone else is doing that. So why am I not doing that? And then you underestimate the work and everything else that needs to go into it to get it to that point. You do massively. You you think, and you think you can do it all. Yeah. And that's actually one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that I can't do it all. And I need to delegate and I need to trust people. And I'm lucky I've got some incredible people that work Mm. with me that I can trust. Um, Delegating I mean, is a skill of its own. It's hard. It's yeah, really hard. I am a control freak. I really yeah. struggle to delegate to anyone because I know if I want it done right, I would just do it myself. But you have to pass the buck on at you some do. point. And you know, you know, one of the biggest things I've learned is you can't do everything well. You know, no. I've, you listen to successful entrepreneurs and they always say, surround yourself with people better than yourself. Yeah. And I tell you what, I, I think that's so true. I, I like to think we've kind of built a team here now where there are people in, in our team that know a ton more at me at lots of things. Yeah. And that's not bad. That's, you know, you need that. You need different experience and skill sets. Yeah. And they can do things that I was trying to do a million times better than me. Yeah. So I think you've got to almost take your ego out of it. You've got to trust people, find the right people, and then build an environment where hopefully, you know, they can flourish. And if they flourish, you flourish. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it seems to be going well. Um, So how do you juggle as a business owner? So you have to know the admin side, HR, or the legal side. Obviously, with doing aesthetics, you've got to make sure that you um, you have the right safety precautions in place. And you've also got to think about your accounts and tax. So how do you juggle it all? I've learned on the job. (laughs) This is one of my other big pieces of being naive. When I first started out, I thought it was just about practicing medicine, aesthetic medicine, and that's all I had to do. Um, How do I juggle it all? I I mean, before I've kind of got the team now where I've got, you know, we've got like an operations team, we've got a practice management team, they've all got their own responsibilities. But before it was all on my head. Yeah. And it was really difficult. I mean, it's a lot to think about. You were with me through a lot of that, um, being a great source of advice and, you know, counseling me through yeah. particularly the accounting and tax perspective but you have to carve out time out of your day yeah. so I used to treat the beginning of the day on certain things lunchtime on other things and then the evening other things yeah. so unless you you carve out that time to focus on those different things you'll just never do them yeah um, it's a lot of learning reading up on sections that you never thought you'd learn about I've watched a lot of YouTube videos on how to do things I never thought I was going to do. Yeah. So I don't know how you juggle everything. You've done well with the tax and the account side. We got there. Yeah, yeah well, you're doing well. We're kind of slowly you now know what the terms mean. Yeah, I know yeah. what the difference between tax It's like another language. It's, do you know what? I think that was the biggest learning um, going into setting up your own business. Yeah. My only experience of tax beforehand as an employee was yeah. what was on my PAYE slip. Yeah. 
And, and no one checks their payslip. Everyone no. says they're going to check it. I don't check mine. Yeah. I, I, should, I mean, I should. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably check it. I mean, I trust my You're company 100%. Yeah, saying you definitely need to check yeah. your payslip. But you don't have any experience in it. And then you're expected to know everything. Correct, yeah. And, and I think the other thing is, you know, um, being doctors, we're not taught this stuff. No. Right? We aren't taught business. We're, you never taught that. You never experience it as a hospital doctor mm-hmm. or a medical school. You know, dentists, and we have, you know, in the fist part is a dentist. Yeah. They, they learn a lot of earlier in life because they set up private practices a lot earlier than doctors yeah. do. But, you know, otherwise it was literally earning on the job. I think there is a gap in the market um, for maybe at universities or even at college for there to be a class on tax. Well, we need to learn about mortgages. I still don't really understand my mortgage. And we need to learn tax because they are getting better. I think they do something at school called like something to do with like your life and you learn, oh God, I'm not explaining this very well. So at school they teach you now, um, I don't know what a bill is and what an invoice is. And, you know, they're looking at doing more subjects, but they kind of miss... The entrepreneurial side nice. on what happens if you want to set up a business what do you need to think about where are the resources yeah, yeah absolutely but but you know i think a big part of that is also family planning yeah right? you know um when we soon after i graduated started earning a bit of money we bought our first flat yeah um and then we kept that then we rented out then we bought our house and then you know you build you know people bought build a portfolio but if i knew the things now that I did that, you know, if I knew the things then that I knew now, yeah. I would have done it so differently. Yeah. You know, I would have probably set up a little corporate entity that I put the investments in yeah. rather than making sure that all my personal Yeah, um, you think you want it all in your name because you want to keep hold of it, but what makes sense logically doesn't always make sense on the tax side. Correct. But yeah. also you're not taught that. You don't, no. you don't know that. You just think, oh, I'll buy more property. Yeah. But you, you never truly appreciate what is the right way you could go about it for the future, you know. Yeah. Inheritance tax down 30, 40 years down the line is is massive, but I think it's something everyone should think about now. Yeah, and the tax rules change each year, so as soon as you get something in place, you'll find out in five years' time it's just completely disappeared, which is fun for us. Yeah, (laughs) not so fun for you. you Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it changes every six months, it's great. But I I think you know what I know now at a very basic level, I think there's some fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Right. There's some fundamentals for maybe your personal portfolio, yeah. your business, and I think just also looking ahead to inheritance retiring. I think yeah. there's some basics you could get right very early on. In life. Yeah, definitely. It's something future planning you've got to put in place. As yeah. soon as you're going to start a business, where do you want it to go? Correct. How long do you want to have it for? If you only want to have it for two, three years, yeah. you need to think of your exit plan before you've started. Yeah. But if you're going to have you know, the practice for a long time, then you've got time to move things Correct. about and change it. Yeah. And if you want to hand it down to someone or if you want to sell it on. Yeah. But obviously you've just started, so still we've got days. a while yet. <laughs> yeah. You're not ready to throw in the towel quite no, no yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard you were recently in the US. What were you doing there? So um, one of my uh, kind of the things that I do is I do a lot of lecturing, so teaching other doctors um, mm-hmm. how to do a lot of the treatments that we do. Well, not just doctors, nurses, dentists, um, healthcare practitioners yep. around the world. So, um, you know, I was in the US in December teaching a group of doctors um, who all, uh, and practitioners who flew into um, Nashville yep. where we held an event, you know, where we, you know, we went through things like anatomy, um, injection technique, you know, how to do things. And it was all linked to certain products. So I yeah. had, for example, consulting agreements with a number of companies that I, I consult for and teach for. 
Amazing. So were you doing something similar to how we first met? You were teaching doctors how to use the products? Yes, very yes. similar. Yes, exactly. Yes. yes, so this is actually a linked company to where we first oh, met. Oh, great. Yeah. And, you know, those things... You've been really, training for years. It's been a long time, yeah. yeah. So training other people how to do... And, you know, those things are great for a number of reasons. It gets me out of the clinic and, you yep. know, it's another revenue stream for me, which yep. is nice. Um, but it's also, um, you know, teaching helps you become better at whatever you do. Yeah. So, I, you know, I assume if you tomorrow you started teaching tax at a university, yeah. your knowledge of doing it day to day will just improve. Yeah, since I've done the podcast, oh, since I've been recording the podcast, I've noticed that I actually know a lot more than I yeah. thought I did. And then you have to learn different ways to explain Correct. what you know, what's in your head, but actually trying to get the words out and yeah. getting someone else to follow them and do them in the right way. Yeah. You realise that actually you need to explain it more or you need to show someone how to do it. So I think teaching is the best way to learn. Because I'm sure for you, you've had mm. to do a little bit more research and reading in preparation. A little bit. Or, but, <laughs> a little bit more. but otherwise, yeah. day to day, we wouldn't do yeah. that. We are humans and we get complacent. Mm. But taking yourself out of your comfort zone actually helps you get a bit better. Yeah, and when someone says, oh, can I do this? Especially like when they're injecting someone's face, you're like, oh, I don't actually, I don't think <laughs> yeah, you should yeah. do that. <laughs> And you don't have to read for a lot of that. <laughs> no, you're like, don't put it there and there. No, exactly. <laughs> um, so what are your plans for the clinic? Are you going to start any other new revenue streams? Are you looking to expand at all? Mm. I mean, you've only just, you know, got you've got the ball rolling and got the clinic where you want, yeah. but what's your future forecast for it? So I think, you know, we're still in that, I think, the final throes of post-COVID. You know, yeah. it's still lingered on. Um, you know, we've gone and gone through the Omicron wave just recently yeah. and it, it affected business and a lot of other clinics. So for me, at least the first quarter of this year is just stability, you know, just getting mm -hmm. getting things humming really well operationally. Um, we're looking hopefully this year to add in some more treatments. Yeah. Um, things that are more focused on men like hair transplants. I think that'd be great. Yeah. I think it's something that's not spoken about enough no, in the industry yeah. at all. I think men are sometimes a little bit ashamed to admit that they want one or need right. one. Yeah. But with hair transplants, do you have to come in a lot earlier than you realize? Or can you do it when you've already started receding? Yeah, you can do it at various stages of mm -hmm. your hair loss journey, I guess. I mean, the most important thing is you exclude medical reasons for it. Yeah. So, I mean, diabetes can cause hair loss, lots of other medical conditions. Yeah. But if it's just what we call male pattern hair loss or yeah. illness, a lot of that can be treated at various stages. Um, so, yeah, I think focusing on men because yeah. there's a huge market. And, and a lot of people are ending up going to Turkey yeah. and other countries. No. Right? no, we don't like Turkey. And I've seen complications no. from yeah. that. I mean, I've seen some good results, don't get me yeah. wrong, but I've seen complications. And it's not that they're not good over there. It's just the, the aftercare and being able to see someone. Yeah. So that's what we want to focus on this year. We're going to really kind of push on dentistry at the clinic. Yeah, um, you've just taken dentistry. on a new partner, Alfonso. Uh, uh, Dr. Yeah. Alfonso Rao, yeah. So yeah. he's an implant surgeon and he's creating his team that's going to do cosmetic dentistry, family dentistry, and he's an implant uh, implantologist. So yeah. we're building that out. And then moving forward, you know, we want to hopefully, if we can, expand geographically. Yeah. Um, you know, take the brand elsewhere. But yeah. we really just want to make it work really well here first. Perfect. So I also hear that you have a book coming out soon. Yes. You signed up to do yeah. a book deal as yeah. well as launch a clinic and yeah. travel internationally. So I used to have a lot more yeah. than this. This is why I'm doing hair transplants. <laughs> That's why you didn't. Just can't <laughs> see the back bit from the video. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started writing a book with a co-author in, um, I think it was the 
2019 or 2020. I've lost yeah. kind of track of time. Um, so all kind of during the pandemic was writing it. And I mean, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, yeah. It was so, so difficult. The amount of research you have to do, but also you can't put words necessarily down on paper that make sense to you. Yeah. They've got to make sense to the masses. And I think that's yeah. the bit I struggled with the most. Yeah. kind of condensing it down and making it readable um so yeah i mean we've it's gone to the publishers it may take some time right. till it's still in print you know there's a lot of editing to do yeah. but yeah we've kind of we've kind of jumped over that hurdle who's it aimed towards it's actually aimed towards dentists oh, okay um, perfect it's aimed towards dentists who want to get into facial aesthetics yeah uh, primarily in the u.s because there's yeah. a lot of dentists out there and it's so it's almost coming at a different angle for someone who's maybe never done anything like this before, giving them the information on what what treatments can you do, um, what's the anatomy, how do yeah. you do it, and how do you avoid any issues? Yeah, because I always find whenever you see someone doing aesthetics, they're usually tagged alongside a dentist or they've been a dentist in a previous life. Yeah. And is it because the two go quite well hand in hand, or is it just because you've already got the clinic set up and you've yeah. got the space and the equipment? I think, yeah, I think it's definitely those two, yeah. but I think a big part of, particularly in the UK, why a lot of mm. dentists are doing aesthetics is dentistry in the NHS is really difficult. I mean, yeah. it's been in the news a lot recently, a lot of NHS dental practices are giving back their NHS contracts because really? it's, I mean, it's really, really intense. They're just squeezing every penny out of it. They are, and they work, yeah. you know, they're working really hard. So I think a lot of dentists are falling off out of love with dentistry. So they've got, they're used to working with precision, which yeah. is perfect for aesthetics. They know the anatomy, and so it's kind of a nice, easy segue into yeah. doing something else that isn't as stressful. Yeah. Um, so, and and then also you're right. It's the fact that they have these practices. They've got these patients there, and why not? Offer Just got this? to change the chairs, really, haven't you? They, um, a lot of them do do it in dental chairs. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of them yeah. do do it in dental chairs, and it can work with certain dental chairs yeah. quite well. Perfect. Um, so now you have your clinic. Um, you're all set up and everything's moving more smoothly than it did. Now yeah. we're at the pandemic. What advice would you give to your younger self? Ooh, um, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I think what I would say is um, don't rush, but don't go too slow. So maybe <laughs> slow down a little bit versus what I did yeah. before. Um, take some time to reflect on the things that I didn't know at that time. Accounting mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, get a part. good get a good accountant. Get a good bookkeeper. Yeah. I mean, I had no idea what bookkeeping was. Like you hear yeah. this term bookkeeping, you're like, oh, that can't be too difficult. You just think it well, I know from people I've been speaking to that if you you think if you keep your sales invoices and some purchase receipts, that's that, that's enough and that's what you'll need. But it's so much more involved. Oh my god, yeah. it's such a you need you need a bookkeeper who knows what they're doing. Right? Yeah. So I think that, those would be the two probably biggest things that mm. I would I would um, um, sort of do or advise my younger self. I think the third thing is um, is probably um, map out exactly your journey over. I, I had an idea of what I wanted to achieve over five years, but map out my journey um, quite methodically over yeah. those five years. Um, and I think finally is um, <clears throat> probably advise my younger self to just almost not worry too much yeah and enjoy the journey and a enjoy bit the more. journey yeah because you know when we had to go into lockdown our, with a year old business that was horrible yeah but looking back i wish i could have just said like 
chill out. No, you want the okay. break. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, now I yeah. want a break. <laughs> <laughs> but at least it was busy when you did open back up because everyone was, work- everyone's filler had like started dissolving yeah. and, you know, if we needed a Botox top up, I don't think you had a day off for no, it months. Was, it was crazy. I mean, yeah. people on Zoom, there was Zoom face and Teams face, like there's a oh, real yeah. thing. People hated what they were looking at. Um, they never looked at themselves so, so much. Before. Yeah. Like, none of us did. No. So a lot of people coming in for little tweaks, which is which was great for business. Yes. Yeah. So how have you found using social media for promoting the business? Because I noticed that you're on Instagram a little bit more. You've started posting reels. How has the journey been? So I've kind of got a love-hate relationship with social media. I think we all yeah. do, right? Yeah. Well, some people just love it. Um, it's, it's always felt like, and you probably, I don't know if you feel the same, it's always felt like, something you have to do but you really don't want to do yeah I have a very love-hate relationship with it anyone that's ever had to post a reel it's got so much more work behind a reel than anyone realizes 20 second reel yeah and to put the writing so then it then disappears and I know that maybe younger people have grown up with more technology but I really struggle with it it's really difficult yeah so you know when we were starting out like social media or something I kind of did and I did terribly Right. Mm. You look at some of my peers who've got tens and tens of thousands of followers, but they're constantly posting content. You've got to make yeah. time for it, right? Um, but I, I quickly realized how important it is. And yeah. I thought social media, the only what would only be useful for us is the sponsored ads. But actually, organically, yeah. you put stuff out there. It's, it's, the, um, it's the shopping floor for a lot of people yeah. nowadays, right? And I underestimated that. So I realized I couldn't do it. I go back to what I said earlier. Surround yourself with people who can do things better than yeah. you. We got someone in to come and look after our digital content. Yeah. And someone who could give the time dedicated to putting that content up, analyzing it, fielding the direct messages, you know, booking people in back off the back yeah. of it. And it's definitely helped. It's made a massive difference. But if I hadn't invested that money into getting that full time employee in, yeah. we wouldn't have got the benefits from it. Yeah, because otherwise it's just word of mouth. And but, word of mouth is great for Instagram and TikTok. I don't know if you're on TikTok at the moment. We are, but it's, I'm it's not. It's a different beast. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and Facebook, everywhere, you know, even Twitter is a great way of getting yeah. the business name out there. And people, I find that people respond best to humor. Obviously, you need your, you know, your before and after photos and you need um, things that people are going to see and they want those yeah. services. But you find just being relatable and people yeah. seeing who you are and your personality, they, they buy into you as well as the brand. Massively. I mean, what's amazing is on our, on my personal and our clinic Instagram page, um, you know, we could put the best before and after up in the world. Yeah. And it will get some likes. I put a photo up of me in a bar or the team out for drinks or, yeah. you know, us doing, and it gets hundreds and hundreds of likes. So, but and I think that tells you what people want, like you said. Yeah. They want to see your personality. They want to see who you are. And I think for any business, particularly for a business like this, that's really important. Someone who walks in our door feels like they know us. Yeah. And they feel comfortable. Yeah. Rather than just knowing we can give a good before and after. Yeah, because I think people do that secondly as a research side. You say, oh, I like them or I've seen them on Instagram. And then you look at okay, what, what do they do and do they do it well? And yeah. then you see that and you're like, okay, actually, I'm going to book in with them. Yeah, exactly. And it's probably quite funny. They could probably come in and they're like, oh, hi, Benji, how are well, you? They know everything about my yep. life. They know where I've been. Yeah, like, like, how was your holiday? Yeah, how was it in America? Yeah. Like, you know, when did you get back? And you, it's like, you can't hide anything yeah. nowadays, right? And you're like, what did I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> what did I post? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're out after the... Um, 
when you've done all of your uh, training in the US and you go to the bar afterwards, yeah, you have exactly. to be careful not to use the Press business record, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. just put it on my first one. It is dangerous. Yeah. Have you tried an Instagram live yet? Yeah, I've done I've done a bunch of Instagram yeah. lives. Yeah, I just did one on Friday. Um, I've not evening. ventured into that yet. They are. Do you know what? They're actually, I think, a little bit less daunting. Really? Yeah. Is the comments because the comments? I people, don't know if I could see them quick enough yeah, and responding will say to some them. Weird stuff. And yeah. Some strange stuff. Um, and you know, you are putting yourself out in the public domain. Mm. But you know, it's the fact that you're seeing someone. It's being done in real time. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember my first Instagram live. I think I. We had about two people watching it. That's really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really you're like, all, of it, all of this time and you're like, I'm sure the number's broken. I'm, I'm yeah. sure. It's like when you look yeah. at your views and you're like, 200. you're like, yeah, I think there might be a technical difficulty yeah, here. Exactly. But the beauty of that is you can record it and it goes up on IGTV. Yeah. So you've got more content. I, that's, I think the thing with social media is content is king. You've yeah. just got to keep generating and there's so many different versions. We've got like Instagram stories, IGTV, you've got reels, you've got posts. It's, it's just, crazy. it's crazy how much yeah. you can do with it. But yeah. then you need someone who knows how to film those. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, <laughs> editing. Yeah. Is, and you've got to do, you know, those, you can put something silly that I found out was you can do captions automatically. So they're subtitles on your stories. Yeah. But you can't do them automatically on your reel. So then you have to download into a different app. To then do it and then re-upload it, it's and crazy, it's isn't it? sometimes you want to just cry <laughs> when <laughs> yeah, it's mean, late at night and you need to post something. Credit yeah. to you. I mean, I've seen you do your content growing and growing, and it's like I, I know it's not easy. People don't realize how much time it takes. No, it's only when someone does a reel they're like, "Oh, that one was that one was really good. That yeah, was taking yeah. you a one." You're like, "Yeah, seven hours." Thank yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. Know. I, I, you know, yeah. I have the team who mm. make me do some reels and. Can't stand doing the thing is you enjoy the end product because it yeah. actually can be quite fun. It can be informative. Yeah, and they are they really hard work. To Especially do. when you're not seeing the other side. So someone's like, "Okay, do this," yeah. and you're like, "I feel like a yeah, yeah, you feel so stupid." <laughs> yeah, <maybe>. yeah, and <laughs> you're like, "Who's seeing this?" And then you get a bit nervous. But after you start doing them for a while, you block everything out, and it's probably how people go out and you know into. I don't know, they're on Oxford Street and they're taking photos. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'd love to be that confident to be able well, to do it and just like block everything else that yeah. out around me. Well, I, you know, I think that's what you're saying is really interesting because there's a lot of, there was a lot of content a little while ago where these people were doing this kind of, oh God, this thing with their hands and they're doing <laughs> Oh, I tried that. to, yeah, the TikTok right, video. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of doctors and nurses were doing mm-hmm. it around skincare and someone said it to me and I was like, there is no way in yeah. my head that I'm doing that. But I think, just know who you want to be. Okay? Yeah. You've got to stay true to that, right? Yeah. And that's going to, and if you try to be that person that, you know, yeah. does things with loads of people watching and posing and yeah. taking photos, people know it's not going to be genuine. I yeah, because you want, can see when you're uncomfortable you know, and you can just, see when it's, yeah. We want people who are genuine on social yeah. media now. We're seeking that. Yeah, because I, I think if you're a dancer and you enjoy dancing, yeah. then it works really you're well. I am awkward and I've tried the dancing <laughs> one. And the outtakes are never going to be seen. Oh, They're never, they are <laughs> never going to be seen. I am wooden. <laughs> I do, all credit to people that dance on TikTok. Yes. And it is hard, isn't it? Kaylee's nodding. Yeah. It, is, it is so difficult that yeah, I don't know how anyone does it. So I'm going to stick with, for now, the pointing. Yeah. <laughs> and then just in the seat. Just, yeah. You've got to play to your strengths, yeah, exactly. haven't you? Yeah. yeah, I can't do any of those... Uh, fads and you know 
there's the music no. that everyone they're doing certain things to it. Yeah, like, you're doing well though. Like, I liked your boxing one. Yeah, see, that was really yeah. awkward. That was a push for me. To do <laughs> I that, thought it was right? a push for you. That was a complete yeah. push. But that was, you know, again, it, at the time, I felt like it, an idiot doing yeah. it. Yeah. But it actually turned out really good. Yeah. You know? And it went down well, I saw. So. I hope so, yeah. 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 <laughs> I hope so. Well, you've got to try things. I mean, whatever you do, there's always going to be, even in business and not on social media, there's going to be things that people like and people don't like. And as long as you're comfortable with it, that's the main thing. You can't keep everyone happy. And I think that's the thing. Well, that's another thing I've learned. You've got to you've got to test it. If there's an idea and you think it's crazy, mm. it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. You should got to test it. Yeah. See if it works. If it doesn't work for a limited time, you move on to something yeah. else. But I think it's people that are afraid to, to try new things. Yeah. You know, that's when you're gonna find yourself slowing down with progress and yeah. growth. You need to try new things all the time. Yeah, and just not I don't know, you've got to try something once and then decide whether you like it or you Correct. don't. But. Yeah. Soon we're going to be, you know, big TikTok stars. Oh, of course. I'd be the worst TikTok star. <laughs> I think I would be too. <laughs> so do you do any mentoring? Because obviously you were mentored in Harley Street for a while and then you've yeah. studied your own practice. Is it something that you've looked into? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, you probably just saw one of my colleagues walking the room. Yeah. She's one of the, um, the aesthetic um, practitioners here. She's a dentist by trade and she's moving into aesthetics. We've got uh, someone else as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm mentoring them. I'm mentoring them on their journey yeah. to start from start, you know, teaching them things that I know, yeah. not pulling anything back. You know, they've come to me with, you know, um, things that they've been asked to do around teaching yeah. and stuff like that. And I've kind of given them advice, I mean, give them advice of which direction maybe they should go in. Yeah. Should. So, yeah, I think mentoring is important. Um, you know, mentor, you, I would love to mentor more people, but it's yeah. about time. And I think you've got to, it's got quality over yeah. quantity you know and i'd rather just focus on um the two doctors that are here or two dentists and focus on helping them become yeah. the best aesthetic practice they can be and also just you know from a balance of life as well see how i can help them yeah and um i believe you're thinking about maybe venturing more into like online tutorials yes yes yeah. so um you know as we discussed earlier teaching is a big part of what yeah. i do um although focus is still the clinic and the day-to-day yeah. practice but, you know, the world has changed and we're looking at sort of pivoting mm-hmm. and delivering content online that people yeah. can access at their own leisure on a coffee break. But that's accessible. It's easy to use. It's not too expensive. I think that's yeah. a big thing. So, yeah, we're exploring a few options and, you know, hopefully we'll get that off the ground, you know, later this year. Yeah, it does seem like every company at the moment has an app. You have to. An app yeah. for something and something easy you can log in. I mean, since lockdown, I think everyone's well, podcasts have taken off because yeah. people want to listen to something on the go. Correct. Obviously, it's nice to have a look at something as yeah. well at the same time. But if you've got something where someone can, you know, thinking that maybe they're a dentist and they want to go into something else, maybe they'll listen to the same video a yeah. few times just to get the terminology and then sit down and learn yeah. the technical side. Exactly. So yeah. I think, again, it comes back to like, we absorb content all the time now. Yeah. Whether at home, we're watching TV at nighttime, maybe listening to yeah. something, you know, um, you know, on a coffee break. And I think, you know, particularly with what I do, is there's such an opportunity to just learn things constantly. Yeah. Um, and not have to wait to like big conferences and face to face meetings yeah. and stuff like that. It feels like a thing of the past now to go and meet in person and or go and sit that. on a chair all day. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It seems to be that for me now i'd say that's like the really technical yeah. stuff that i need someone to almost teach me and hold my hand with it but yeah. like the basics for you like oh i can do that myself i can read the line exactly. yeah yeah so yeah. you know hopefully i mean there's a lot lot of work to go into because we've got to 
potentially build a website platform yeah. that hosts all this video that works uh, constantly. That, what, yeah, works constantly. That yeah. payment goes through the website, um, and which merchant yeah. it goes through. You know how you monitor the website mm-hmm. SEO. There's it's a whole new kind of business proposal. Give we'll yourself a lot more work again, haven't know, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be my year of just doing other stuff, but you're you know, a holiday. I've lasted 25 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, we all like to buy stuff more than we can chew, don't yeah, we? Yeah, that, that's definitely yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So the advice I gave my younger self doesn't hold true. You're not listening to it, <laughs> know, but I'm anyone else that's going to come into the industry, <laughs> definitely take it slow. Yeah, slow down. Don't yeah. do what I did. Necessarily. Don't give yourself constant anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's a millennial thing as well, like now the age that we're in. No one has the time to wait no, yeah, I think, yeah. Especially with lockdowns, everyone's got these ideas and they want to take them forward. Yeah, but I think the problem, Natasha, is a lot of mm. people have ideas nowadays and they don't act upon them. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, I've got a brilliant idea and, okay, go and do something with it. Yeah, and actually will, turn it into something. Execution yeah. is key. Right? Mm. Exe- coming up with an idea is easy, but executing on the idea yeah. is the most difficult part. And I think that's the bit where you need to just, you've got to go and you've got to do it yeah. and you've got to know you're going to get some scars along the way yeah. and you're going to fail and, and succeed that's the hardest part of doing yeah. anything and putting yourself out there is always yeah. difficult it's the risk thank you sorry right. <laughs> okay don't be nervous <laughs> you're going to make me laugh I know sorry well at least people might laugh watching it I know you're happy? Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> Hopefully, please have recorded. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.